Alright, hello and welcome to another episode of the Give Us A Spell podcast. My name is Zach and it's about time we start talking some sport. It's not an emergency sport uh, podcast, but we've done enough racing in the last couple of weeks and months and we haven't touched much on rugby league and what's happening in the world of sport and we thought... What better day after Cheese has come out with his little YKTR podcast and spoken his mind and it's sort of blown up in the rugby league world, plus a couple of other stories and some boxing news. But it's all about the Cheese at the moment. So I've got the boys with me. I've got Tom and Kohai. Tommy, welcome in. Yeah, g'day, Zach. Yeah, it's just um, fucking going everywhere, isn't it? He just um, never holds back to what he's saying. And yeah, look, seems like you'll be in Roosters colours in two years, maybe even sooner. How are you, Coey? Uh, good boys. Um, enjoying a couple of frothies as you do on a on a good old Monday night. Um, I've got not much else to add to that actually. Yeah, just enjoying a couple of frothies. Beautiful. Um, we were talking just then. So obviously the cheese interview has blown up. Cheese has signed with YKTR, which is Isaac John and the like. Um, Tom, I know that you listened to it. I listened to it yesterday. Coey, did you manage to get some of it? I got I got most of it out. So I got up until the point of. Kind of the crypto side of things. Yeah. So yep. I think I listened to about, I don't know, three quarters of it. You got so. majority of the signing news and all that sort of stuff in his interviews. Yeah. So the story is, obviously Cheese got in a bit of strife um, in the off-season um, with Munster and whatnot and the videos and stuff. So he lost a bunch of endorsements. Um, YKTR, they're you know pretty big company now. They've got Justin Horro and they've got Segiara and Corey Norman. They've got all them there. They signed on pretty much the first sports athlete, which is Cheese. So he signed on there and actually a crypto deal. I think he got paid in Ethereum. So he's going to be doing a bunch of content with them. So Isaac John, head of the business, took, sat him down for an interview yesterday because there's all this been all this talk. Where's Cheese going to be in 2023? And you know who's who's got the first nod? Is it Harry Grant? Is it Cheese? Whatever. Cheese obviously been travelling around and doing all the interviews, and it's hard to hide with a lot of these things. Obviously, saw him leaving the Dolphins um, headquarters. He said he was just in there having a slap, which wasn't untrue, which he said. Um, but he obviously spoke really openly, which you don't often hear from uh, NRL players about. This is normally like closed door sort of stuff. He spoke really openly about all the interviews he went to and all the clubs, and there was probably like five or six clubs or something there. And it came down to a bit of a bit open so he was talking about the titans he was talking about he went really hard into the roosters and obviously he's still got to have an interview with craig and thomas just a bit we're not used to players being this open with this sort of stuff are we yeah well i reckon um i reckon why ktr have got their money's worth almost Already, out of this yeah. interview yeah because it's um it's blown up and i reckon be record downloads and everything they're mentioned on every um every radio station and tv network tonight so um Definitely, yeah, got their money. But, yeah, he's, he's pretty open and honest. And people take that two ways, that he's um, he might be calculating or he might just maybe be a bit silly, like just saying some things that he shouldn't be saying. Like, um, it's sort of two ways. Like, the old school mentality is, like, uh, you, they should be loyal to the club or just – just um, he was talking about being with Matty Johns and just trying to be open and honest mm. and – yeah, uh, you can take it two ways. I, I, I didn't have a problem with a lot of it. I know a lot of people have, and like I really hope he's he does stay at Melbourne for at least next year. <laughs> of course you do. Yeah. Um. Oh, he's been he's been really respectful to Melbourne. He said Bellamy's given him his chance. He, um, he's been like he would have been no one if it wasn't for Melbourne. But he's literally like after the grand final, he doubled his followers and 
uh, on Instagram and everything. So, like, Melbourne have given him a lot. There's a few things though that he he just seems like he hasn't learned from the um uh from the suspension and getting caught with a coke and that because even when he was talking about how good Cameron Smith is he's sort of like yeah yeah Cameron's good he get he he he'll come and drink beers and that but he won't do any of the other stuff yeah and I was like mate you can't be saying that sort of stuff and even the premiership stuff like I think it's if it was anyone else and not the Roosters I reckon it it's probably not a bigger story. But, like, Melbourne and Roosters got that big rivalry. Like, Roosters just seem to be able to get anyone they want. They got Kronk. They signed Teddy. They just – whoever they want, they get. And there's just a bit of – bit about that. Yeah, as you said, all the um, all the wheeling and dealing behind the scenes as well with, that we're not privy to was um, really good listening. But, yeah, it's hit a few people in the nose. It is good listening. Um, but, Coe, Tommy just said, look, he's been really respectful to the Storm. In my opinion, I think a lot of it is he's been a bit disrespectful to some of it. What do you reckon? I mean, I, I see both sides of this where it, it can be seen like that. I think just the idea that Tommy's right, you know, like uh, it's almost like he was too open, I guess. You know, some, some details don't need to be released in my eyes anyway. I mean, it's entertaining for all us that are kind of – in the background and love NRL and loves, you know, we, I love hearing the wheeling and dealing part, but at the same time, from a club's point of view, or imagine being just a manager, I guess that's where you, you don't want to be putting out fires. I mean, if it was probably anyone else, I mean, I'd, I'd say it's kind of like, it's more tarnished if, if anything, um, but the cheese being cheese, the character who he is, is, like the the interview was through and through him. Like yeah. it, like you wouldn't expect anything else from him, kind of thing. So I don't know. I don't know how to take it in terms of as a club because I mean, yeah, Tommy's right saying the the Cam Smith stuff. I mean that was probably touching too deep into no. the discussion of things, and and it does make the club look a little bit vulnerable in that case. But all in all, I think that you know, like it was. It was almost refreshing to a certain point, and I didn't say too much wrong with the interview in itself, but it almost makes me wonder, you know, I don't know if how much of the interview was actually cut out, so to speak. Yeah. Um, so I'd, I'd love to get that, you know, that, not bloopers reel, but like the, the reel that was cut out. Because, I mean, I'd yeah. say the uncut version would have told some serious stories. Well, I think uh, that's what I, would, I think anyway. I we think, were talking about it before yeah. um, as well, man, like, do you reckon Robbo and that, like he said, the big thing for him was how secretive they were. They brought him through the back door. Yeah. They went to Robbo's house, made pizzas and stuff. Uh, do, do you think he, like, do you think Robbo's liking all this stuff being late? Because the ro- the Roosters, like, as Cheese was saying, that they're very private. They keep as one club. The business is together with the football side. I, I reckon they wouldn't be happy with all this stuff being leaked. Even all the stuff he was putting on Instagram about them playing golf and stuff. Mm. I, I don't know if I don't know if they would be keen on all this, eh? Well, I don't think I think that the I think the fact that he's done this and we've never seen it before, so there is an element of like, what the hell is he doing? And I loved it, don't get me wrong. I love hearing all the wheeling and dealing and who he's been to and what they're offering and how someone presents something. But there's a reason that we don't hear that. And obviously for this reason, players don't do it. But like you said, he said if, if um, Trent and that did it, they snuck him in the back door and there wasn't show poning him like I guess the other clubs might have been. Um, but I do think if he has signed, which we think he has, I don't know if he would have done that 
he, he must have got the green light to talk about this openly because this was, isn't live. This was pre-recorded. I'm assuming if you've signed with a new club, you you mad. You'd have rocks in your head not to let them know, let the coach know, let the PR manager know, media manager know, this is what I'm saying and this is about to go out. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, Roosters are very good at getting their men though, aren't they? Massively, massively. You don't hear them lose too many. I mean, uh, you look at Joey Manu, who's just re-signed with him. He could have taken an extra 200000 to go to the um, go to the Warriors, but he's decided to stay. And Cheese was sort of talking about life after footy as well and just them setting you up. And you think Nick's such a good businessman, like just whatever it's doing. Like even just three ex-players just going, going playing golf with Cheese just to get him on board. Like obviously – and Brett Morris going in the coaching side of things, like yeah. they so set him up for life there. The big, the big thing I think for him was Orbo. So I'll, I'll, I'll grab a little bit of the interview. So this is from Isaac's um, podcast with him, Mike Hetzier. So this is one of the line, a couple of lines that um, most people sort of pulled out of the interview. Mitchy Orbo come through, did he? Uh, Mitchy Orbo almost made me cry. I'm not even, <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Like, well, how he spoke about the club and like what they have done for him and like the history of. Why why they wear that jersey? Why we why we play the way we do? And um, yeah, like it's just the hardworking, the hardworking part of Sydney that made Bondi what it is now. Like back in the twenties, Bondi wasn't no, you know, what like we see today. Now, and, yeah, and that's what they like. That's what he was talking about. And bro, pretty much want to make you cry. And I was just looking at the Roosters jersey as he was saying, and I was had like goosebumps. I was looking at it going. I want to win a premiership in that jersey. Yeah, like, that's a cool. Just- so that's um that is something that they were pretty pissed off at. That all the mo- majority of the media. So that's very disrespectful. You're still contracted to the Storm for however long, another year or something, and you're already talking about possibly how much it just gives you goosebumps to possibly win a premiership jersey, a pre- premiership in a Roosters jersey, just because Orbo and that have sort of said something. So I understand, and I'd be I'd be dirty. I'd be dirty if I was his teammates, to be honest, saying that sort of stuff. So I, I don't know. Thoughts on that? I I agree with you, Zach. I mean, I think that, you know, like you have to honour the contract that you've been given and, you know, to be – there's a time and a place for it and I think that's what the media's really erupted about. Like it's – this podcast in itself came abruptly, I guess, and everyone's latched onto it and it's blown out probably – I wouldn't say out of proportion, but, you know, like the media do, they have blown it up a little bit and I think – I think that was the plan for it to blow up. I mean, I, I think I, I do agree with you there, but at the same time, like, I don't know, like if they, it almost seems like it wasn't meant to be this open, if that makes sense. Like, obviously they got the clearance to do such thing and so forth. But at the same time, like what was said, I can understand what uh, the boys did who run the podcast. Cause I mean, that's how you get views. You want shit like that going out, right? Of course. But, like, openly speaking to, like, uh, whoever the media managers are at respective clubs or even just honouring the Melbourne club name, which he repeatedly say he honours it, but at the same time, that's where it becomes a bit disrespectful when you're just not taking the piss, but you kind of are. Mm. Like, it's just like you're too open about it. Like, you shouldn't be saying shit like this. And that's what the point, I guess, it's such a fine line and he's kind of just, Jump roping it at the moment, well, and can you yeah. can you imagine? Because a lot of people have signed. Obviously, a lot of people do sign a year in advance, right? So let's say Fox Josh Adokar signed a year out from joining the Bulldogs. He didn't. 
he didn't possibly do anything like this. As soon as the off-season started, that was the first time he got his, like, put his little videos out with the Bulldogs and stuff. And he was, he was obviously going to get asked here and there, but you don't see... There's a bunch of other players that have signed for 2023 that wouldn't sit down and do a podcast and openly say all this stuff in the midst of even signing. So, look, I love the openness. As a punter and as a footy fan, I love hearing all that wheeling and dealing and all that sort of gas stuff, but... I would personally be pissed off if I was a Storm player, or especially the Storm bosses. Like I'd just be dirty, and I wouldn't care as long as he went. Like he goes, boys, I'm going to the I'm going to the Roosters. I just wouldn't want my current player, who's there for another year, saying the sort of stuff he was saying. But Tom, you're a Storm fan. Yeah. How do you feel with it, mate? Like as I said, I didn't have too much problem with it at the time because it felt like he's been honest. But I also I also thought there might have been, as he said, like he's sort of planned this, so maybe he's like maybe trying to get a better deal out of someone else like the Gold Coast or Melbourne or whoever it might be. But then obviously he's, as he said, recorded this, gone and told Melbourne and now signed with the Chooks. So obviously um, he, yeah, it was all true what he was saying and that's what he wanted to do. But it's it's going to be tough. Like Bellamy won't cop that. Like he'll expect either... Brandon Smith to come groveling back to him and say, no, you give us 100% this year. We want to come out and really fire. And it might make for some really good clashes against the Roosters this year. Or does Bellamy let him go and try and get someone else? Like, um, I know I know it's pretty last minute, but, like, he's got Harry Grant there and he could be spending all this money on someone else. Uh, Melbourne have lost uh, Tui Kamakamika as well in the last couple yeah. of weeks, standing him down. they they let Fanukin go because they had cheese as well. You got to remember that. So like they've Dale was one of Craig's favorite players, but he knows he had had um, at least cheese there for another year to fill that spot. So if he knows he's going and his heart's not there, then I I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you what, what would you, would you prefer, Tommy? Yeah. What what, what would fan. you prefer, Tommy? Yeah, like what as, would you prefer? I pre- I'd prefer cheese going no. Bellamy, I'm going to make this up to you. I'm going to take you out on a premiership <laughs> and course. absolutely just like fire this year. But if if his heart's not there and he goes, oh, I want out, then get rid of him. Like, let's get someone else in who wants to be at the club. Like, I, I'm, I have no doubt Bellamy will do whatever's best for Melbourne. So um, I, I really hope Cheese like really digs in and Melbourne get a prem this year or next year. All right, well, that is cheese. I guess we've covered it. We'll have to see how it, how it all plays out, to be honest. But um, speaking of the Roosters, Joey Manu, like we said just before, has signed with them. Um, pretty good signing. Obviously, his face is coming back to back to normal after getting his head taken off by Luttrell. Um, thoughts on that, Tommy? That's going to make a mad uh, round three game. I know there's a bit of like bit of uh, bitterness that um, the NRL made. Round three, Roosters, Rabbitohs for Luttrell's first game back, but that's going to be massive. You pumped? I reckon he's good. I reckon, he, I reckon he'll come up and have a go at Luttrell, hopefully. Yeah, well, well not have a go, they, they have a go but try and alpha him a bit. Yeah, they reckon they mended it um, after the season was finished, but still, like, you got all those chooks that fire up, like, Warrior Hargraves and... It's always it's always a big game anyway, South and Chooks, and um, just just another chapter in the book of rivalries. What do you think, Coe? Stoked you stay? I agree. Like I, I, I think he was always going to stay. Personally, like I know he's a Kiwi at heart and everything else between. But saying that, I think, I mean, if Uncle Nick puts puts a piece of paper in front of you, it's pretty much a lifeline offer essentially. Like 
life, sorry, lifetime offer. Uh, you got to stick it out, and I think he'll reap the benefits and rewards that come with it. And you know, like if you're wanting to try and get more premierships and everything else between, I think at this current stage, Roosters are always going to be in the forefront of that kind of future aspect. Warriors, I mean, I know they're rebuilding and trying to stitch up a team together, but I think if I was to if I were to be in his shoes, I think I'd stay with the Roosters as well. So like he's I think he's done the right move. Yeah. With this as well, like what do you reckon about the Dolphins? Like apparently they offered Cheese more money than anyone that the Del Keen on getting Manu as a Marque as well. Are they gonna are they gonna get a Marque? If they can't get Ponga, like surely they're in serious trouble. <laughs> well, when we talk about marquees, you wouldn't have thought. And Kafusi's a good player, but he's not a marquee signing. He's no, not a playmaker. I, no, I don't think there are any other marquees apart from Ponga that are really off contract. Like Cheese would have been one of the last ones. Maybe Gutho if he was still off. But I, I th- seriously think um, Ponga is the only one left. Yeah, I don't think but, Ponga will but, go. But saying that, boys, I mean, I, I think with. It's such a topsy-turvy environment of honouring a con- contract nowadays that something might arise. And not, not that any team should be looking for something like that. It could very much happen in near future. So, I mean, if I were the Dolphins fans, I wouldn't be, like, so upset we haven't signed anyone immediately. I think that there is op- opportunity to cut someone's contract short at a different club to bring him over. So, I mean, that then- seems to be the environment. There's still people like um, Junior Paulo who are like good players, maybe not marquees, but like there's a yeah. couple of those sort of players off that might sign with the Dolphins. What did you? I, I feel that yeah, I feel that that's going to be the like the running theme. If they build a nice platform, I reckon someone will be like, "Hey, I, I'm in a I'm, like I'm in a New South Wales team. I'm a Queenslander. Wouldn't mind moving back over closer to home where my family are." Can we do a deal? Like, I can see something like that coming about in the near future. What did you think of um, Adam Reynolds? So I, I read that he didn't have to turn up to training as early, but he was there first thing. I'm hoping he carves. I reckon he could be captain as well. Um, Alex Glenn, not at the club anymore. Um, yeah, I, I, reckon he, I reckon he will carve, and I, I reckon they'll give him the captaincy as well, and he'll take a lot of these young guys under his wing, and I reckon he'll play really well. I agree. I agree. Like, I think, like, there was a few, oh, I mean, captain changes, so to speak, last year. So, so, a steady head like Reynolds, and he's trying to prove his worth and everything else. He's doing everything right, and, you know, like, something a captain would and should do. I think he will earn his captaincy there, and I hope he does. I hope he does, too. I think I think he'll, he'll carve. I'm still dumbfounded that he's had to leave the bunnies, but... Um, don't the dogs look good? I saw that there's a market open for the dogs now for 2023, paying 13 bucks or something. But isn't Gus just working his magic, Tommy? Yeah, mate. Like, um, I, I was sort of thinking this with Cheese. Like, if you're negotiating with all these clubs, like, it's so hard. Like, like a Trent Robinson. Like, you go to Robbo and say no to him. Or Bellamy, you say no to him. Titans have got Mao. Dolphins have now got Wayne. Now the Bulldogs have their guy, like, Baz, Trent Barrett's all right, but like you go to you go to a Chinese meal like Reid uh, Marnie did mm. at the Bulldogs Leagues Club, and and you're sitting there with Gus Gould. Like 
We we all want to go fight after watching his best highlight like pump up videos on YouTube. Can you imagine that over Chinese and just yeah, saying, true. "Mate, we'll get you the dogs. We'll we'll put all these things behind you, mate." They're, they're gonna they're gonna do really well. Ray Mahani, um, Kikau, Kikau's photo was pretty Savita funny, wasn't Pengai, it? Getting released, Fox. brutal. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was some there was a bit of shit behind like Panthers people giving him shit in the the, um, <laughs> the parade, parade yeah. but. Yeah, it was a dumb thing to do, but like you think you're not going to get noticed by doing something like that. And apparently, it was an executive that did yeah, it. it he's resigned now. He was on like two hundred thousand a year, and he's resigned. So, little slip up there, but um, yeah, mate. I, I reckon the dogs are right in it. They, I reckon they'd be pushing for the eight this year as well. Like if if they can really get going, then this um, year, yeah, uh, oh, uh, or yeah, next year now. Um, a fox might. Uh, I reckon. Tries. I reckon they're going to. Start, yeah, start getting close. Dufty, I think, will be massive. And um, Burton, I think Burton's just a gun. And he I think he's going to be the big change. Yeah. He is a gun. There might be a few big squad try scorers next year, I reckon. You got Fox at the Dogs, you know, Xavier Coates down in Melbourne. I think that, I think even, I think Xavier's a pretty good chance for a top try scorer. Massive, man. Like, I'm like, obviously gutted Fox had to leave, but like, you look, um, I think Fox League or Nine or someone put out a post like the quickest guys in the NRL and they had Fox Fox and Saab pretty much equal one. And then, then number three is Xavier Coates and he's just that bigger body as well. And it just remo- like, he almost reminds me a bit of Falau, like when he was at Melbourne, like just on the wing, just if Jerome Hughes can just keep kicking. Like he was sort of doing with Remus. If, if him and Remus are on the same side or even if they're on other sides and Hughes just practices kicks all the time. He's got he's got weapons on either side now because Remus was doing pretty well in the air last year as well. Huge aerial options for you boys now, uh, Tommy. Huge. True. I think it's like it's just like your passing game and your running game is so good. Let's add Xavier Coates to the mix. I mean, you go fuck me. Like, I mean, that's that's a pretty good uh, replacement of Fox. Like, that's that's it huge. Is a good one. Like, yeah. Uh, Big, big size as well. Um, talking some boxing, uh, I don't know if you boys watched George Cambosis yesterday. I watched it. Um, don't know a heap about him, but far out, he's bloody impressive. And then we see Darcy now taken on Gal. What are your thoughts, Tom? I loved um, Gal saying uh, Josh Alloway or Oshay Alloway or however you say it. Um, has doubled his followers now, and now I don't have to talk about him anymore. So, like, yeah, I'm still throwing shade there. But, mate, Darcy can throw him. Um, remember that fight? Like, he absolutely nailed Hodges. So, um, mate, I, I reckon he's, as far, as far as, like, stand-ins go, he's going to be pretty good. Um, Gal's probably just got the fitness over him, you think, because I think Darcy's sort of been um, away from the footy field for a while. So... But uh, I'm really keen. I think Darcy's a really good – he's a really funny guy. He's always in the chirp on Twitter, and his stuff with Pete's is hilarious. So, mate, I reckon the lead-up to this as well is going to be pretty funny with Darcy. Did you watch any of the press conference today? I heard I heard little snippets. Pretty funny. Um, 
he might be in a bit of a hiding. Like I get it, how he pumped Hodges, but Gal's been fighting against Justice Hooney and a few of them. Um, there was a bit of back and forth tonight with Josh Alloway as well. So Alloway, he's you know saying he's COVID and whatnot, and saying that Gal's been teasing him and having a go at him. Gal obviously jump jumps on. He's not scared to put a little video out, but I think it's on the twenty second, and I think um, even Darcy's little brother's going to be fighting some young kid from the Panthers. So, do you, are you a fan of these footy fights, Tommy? Oh, I was. Yeah, like it, it's it's all right. Like I, I, I think Australian boxing's on the up with the zoo, and as you said, the um, young bloke that won yesterday as well. Like I, th- I think boxing's on the up as a whole, and seeing some leggy fights, it's almost like a um, Australian pastime now. Just seeing them get in the ring and throwing. I think the Ross dogs even on the undercard as well. We haven't seen the Ross dog for a couple Nathan of Ross. years, so. Yeah, really? I'm pretty sure he had a fight on the undercard as well. So BJ Lander um, missed one, didn't he? Yeah, um, he had shot. COVID as well. I think he's going to France now. I think yeah, he's, been he's signed. got a year. Signed a year contract. How do you reckon Big Joey's going to go in France? Uh, know, is he going to Is he going to Frenchman? Is he going to be a prop or is he going to be a centre? That's my question. Because I mean, yeah. I I, re- I recall at the end of last oh. season that he just said. I'll be the greatest forward next year, next season, and we're like, "What do you mean forward?" And, and he's throwing, what's... and he's throwing shade as he's going. Now his brother's going to Cowboys for like Boys. a Yep. He's oh, a who big knows boy what now. He's bloody huge. Um, where are we finishing in the season next year, Kohai? Besides first, if we don't win the comp, how are we finishing? We're finishing. I think, uh, in reality, I'd, I'd be happy with where we finish. Kind of the top, top four. like in a sim, sim, the similar scope. I mean, I just want it to be like a positive kind of outlook. I hope that you know everyone stays fit, and we haven't really recruited that much. And then, you know, like, I'm okay with that. I think, uh, like the unity within the side that we've got right now is quite strong. Yeah. Um, let, let's just keep that going, keep rolling, keep rolling, and you know, like, I guess in my we love Tommy T. We all love Tommy T. But at the same time, I hope that um, we're not so heavily reliant of him this year. I'm hoping that, you know, they're work, working things out. The crux of things that, you know, we – he's going to be missing for origin and shit like that, right, at the end of the day. So I'm hoping that, you know, the team's gelled and practised and all the above and making sure that we can survive without him in the long run. So I'm hoping top four. Sweet. But, you know, optimistically, top six. Like, it, safe eight. <laughs> Jeez, got worse. What about you, Tommy? How's the storm going to go? Oh, I think a prem. Prem? would be nice, do you reckon? Yeah. I think you not? missed out last this year. I think you guys were – I was so convinced. I can't believe you guys didn't make the final. Yeah, it was – that game was pretty um, pretty I think, tough. I think but, you um, win that final that, if you make it. Well, what do you reckon? Like, maybe that fire under Munster, like – Maybe going to rehab and just him trying to honour the club back. This stuff with Cheese, Bellamy, possible last year of coaching. That's going to probably be the talk as well. He's signed a five-year deal, but he could go into that mentorship role. Um, and, yeah, a couple of good signings as well. I know they'd lose uh, Nico, Fanukun, um, Fox, but the people they've brought in are pretty good, like, um, as you said, Xavier Coates. I think Nick Meany playing that um, Nico Hines sort of 17 role could be really good. Or even on a wing instead of George Jennings maybe shores it up. But um, they've still got Munster. They've still got Hughesy, Pappenhausen, Harry Grant. Uh, I still think they're they're looking at top, top two. 
top two. Yeah, it's hard to hard to disagree. Um, anything else league wise that we want to talk about before we wrap up, Thomas? Mate, I th- I think the Smokey of the Sharks. I, I think they're Nico they're, Hines had to explain his sexuality. Nico Hines, <laughs> Dale for yeah. Dale Finucan, Craig Fitzgibbon, uh, Cam McInnes, they're back at points, uh, now points bet stadium at Shark Park. Um, I think they're a bit of a smoky to maybe maybe top four. Like I, I think I think they're the sneaky team on the rise. Top four, Sharks. Nico's gonna carve, you reckon? Oh, big big call. I mean, top four, I love that from Tommy, but uh, I mean I'm a little bit more optimistic. I think they will definitely make the eight. I think I love the signings. Uh, I think it's really dynamic for that squad. And hopefully, yeah, once again, they're very heavily reliant, like mainly of injuries. I think they're kind of, if someone does go down, I think the, the reserve squad does a little suffer. But all in all, I, I think they're a top eight side. They're genuinely, I think, going to be an exciting team to watch. And th- finally, we might see some consistency out of them. So that, that's always good as well. It's true. You're getting $4.50 for a top four finish. Ah, top four for Manly, oh, only $1.80. Fantastic. Um, all right, boys. Rugby League. Um, thanks for the chat. It's been good. Hopefully, we can get a few more. Hopefully, there's not too many bad stories coming out. But um, all good. Thanks, boys. Good Cheers, mate. boys.